Good morning. Welcome once again to Grace Church Online. We are obviously uh, taking a bit of a break on Sundays until January 31st, but we're glad that you're connecting uh, with your church online on this Sunday. This morning, uh, I want to look at a scripture and talk about being a peacemaker, kind of appropriate uh, of all that has gone on, not only in the past few weeks, but really in this past year, just a reminder from God's Word. Jesus, uh, probably one of the greatest sermons, if you could call it that, I mean, everything Jesus said was a great sermon, but is the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus gives some in-depth teaching to his followers. And in the Sermon on the Mount is the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes. And I'm, this morning, I'm just going to pull one of those Beatitudes out as the theme verse of today's message and encouragement, more just kind of a devotional of encouragement for one another. And it's in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. And that's the scripture we're going to use this morning. Uh, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. What does it mean to be a peacemaker? Uh, a reminder for all of us who claim to follow Jesus Christ that we are called uh, to be peacemakers, to be people who uh, make peace, people who advocate peace, people who uh, promote peace. And so this morning, as we uh, kind of have this dialogue together, we're going to look at God's Word about being a peacemaker. And I hope that uh, as I was encouraged by a reminder that you'll be encouraged as well. And so if we're going to be followers of Jesus, we need to be committed uh, to what Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And there's four aspects that I would uh, note concerning uh, it being a peacemaker. And that the first is, is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. If you and I or anyone are, is going to be who promotes peace, we need to know the Prince of Peace, and of course, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, a couple of scriptures that uh, won't be on your screen, but they're familiar. You remember uh, just a month or so ago, believe it or not, it was the Christmas season, and we always seem to read this scripture from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, "'For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be, will be on his shoulders.'" And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And, you know, the announcement that the angel gave to those shepherds uh, out when they were uh, tending to their flock and the angel of the Lord came announced that this coming Messiah that would be born would be characterized by peace. In fact, their announcement said, Glory to God in the highest heaven and earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So in the announcement of Jesus, peace was a hallmark of his character. But probably the scripture that we're always reminded of when we talk about the peace of Christ is in John 14, 27. And note, note that with me as it's on the screen. Peace, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. It's my peace. 
It's not as the world gives. The world only can buy temporary peace, and that's not really true peace. But Jesus says, my peace is different. It has different characteristics. So in order to be a peacemaker, as well-intended as people might be, the only way you can be a truly godly biblical peacemaker is to know the Prince of Peace. Now, when Jesus talks about peace, he's not talking about, you know, let's just all get along and quit fighting. His peace is very specific. In fact, Jesus is able to be our peace because the peace that we all need between our estrangement as sinful human beings to our Creator God who is holy, Jesus Christ bridged the gap. Jesus Christ purchased our peace. In Colossians 1.20, it says, And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, listen to this, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Do you see that? How is Jesus the Prince of Peace? Not just because he's a great teacher, and he's certainly that. Not because he's a great prophet, and he's certainly that. It's because of what Jesus did to bring us peace, to bring us the peace, to bring us the reconciliation that we need. And so the Bible says, uh, you remember in Romans 5, it says, therefore, being justified by his blood, we have peace with God our Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the evidences of this peace that we have is the evidence given to us by the Holy Spirit. You know this verse uh, in Galatians 5 that speaks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, say it with me, is love, joy, what? Peace. That's an evidence of the Holy Spirit. So one of the evidences that we are reminded that we belong to God is the Holy Spirit gives us peace. Peace with God, peace with one another, peace is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And let me say, this is a good place to put this in. If you do not enjoy and have and experience this peace with Christ, uh, this is a good place to be reminded that you don't have to join a church. You don't have to clean up your act and get yourself together. Uh, You don't need to do some grandiose religious act and do something to impress God. You just simply need to ask God the Father to give you the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Just ask for the Prince of Peace. So to be a peacemaker, number one, you need to know and have that relationship with Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. But there's a second aspect to being a peacemaker, and that is being one, the pursuit of peace, being someone who pursues peace. So we're going to talk about the pursuit of peace. And beca- of peace. Because we have this experience now, with the Lord Jesus Christ, because we've been born again, as the Bible says, because we have his peace, we are called to be people that pursue peace. We are to be people that promote peace. This is not some abstract theological concept. This is down into real life to be fleshed out. And what did Jesus do? As I said, he brought us peace with God. That is called reconciliation. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul notes this in 2 Corinthians 5, chapter, uh, verse 18 through 21. Look at this with me. He says, all this is from God, who reconciled us, we could say brought us peace to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, 
and he is committed to us. Look at this. He is committed to us the message of reconciliation or the message of peace. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, Paul says, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you see that this metaphor of the reconciliation that Jesus has secured, we're talking about peace, that's part of it. Uh, This is something that is entailed in part of what the gospel is. Paul said in Romans 1.16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for in it, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the finished work of Christ, the cross. We have different ways that we talk about that. He said that in the gospel, it has or it is the power of God. And so uh, going back to that verse, remember he said that we are Christ's ambassadors, that he has given to us this message of peace, this message of announcement. We're pursuing peace, of reconciliation. It says we are his ambassadors. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is one who represents a sovereign or a president or a king in a foreign land. The ambassador is not there to advance their agenda, not there to advance their opinion, not there to give their spin on whatever is happening. They are there to carry out the message of a king or president to the foreign nation. They are ambassadors. We are God's ambassadors representing Christ, and we are to be people who pursue peace. We are to be active in the pursuit of peace. But there's a third aspect that uh, I want to remind you of, of being a peacemaker. If you're going to be a peacemaker, you need to know, you need to know the Prince of Peace, the one who has peace and is peace. You need to be one who is committed to pursuing peace. But thirdly is uh, what I call the perseverance of peace, the perseverance of peace. The uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, sometimes it's nice just to define a term, defines perseverance as this, to persist in a state or enterprise or undertaking in spite of counter-influences, opposition, or discouragement. That's what perseverance is. It means to not give up, to not give up because it's discouraging, to not give up because uh, there's opposition, not to give up because you might be the only one trying to bring peace or harmony in a relationship or a situation. Hebrews 12, 14 is a great reminder. The ESV says, strive for peace. This is not passivity. Strive for peace with those you like. Is that what it says? Of course not. It says, strive for peace with everyone. That means everyone. Everyone means everyone. Strive. That means work for peace. Be be uh, a committed, if you're going to pursue peace, if you're going to advance the agenda of the Prince of Peace, you persevere in peace regardless of whatever is happening or to you or around you. It is a commitment of being a gospel-centered peacemaker, and you persevere. You don't give up. You stay the course. You stay true to the Word of God. Uh, Romans twelve eighteen. I, I always reminded of this. And it reminds us of our responsibility. Look at Romans 12, 18. Paul says, If it is possible, 
if it is possible, what does he say? As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do you see that? As long as it is up to you, if it's possible. Now, there's some things that are just out of our control. There's some things that, um, you know, we don't have anything to do with. We can't control. But he says, as long as it is up to you, if it's up to you, if it's within your control to be an influencer, to be a change agent of bringing peace in a situation or in a relationship, he says, be that peacemaker if it is up to you. As far as it depends up to you, depends on you, be a peacemaker. That means you don't repeat gossip, yeah? You don't uh, speak ill of anyone. Uh, you don't badmouth someone. You believe the best. You hope for the best of everyone. You even love your enemies. Seems like I remember Jesus talking about loving your enemies. Yeah, being a peacemaker, if it's up to you, you're going you're gonna to hold your tongue. You're going to only speak good about people and situations. You are going to strive for peace. One of the ways that this really gets practical for us that oftentimes disrupts peace and harmony in people's lives is in the area of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Uh, this is a real practical way that we persevere in peace is in the area of forgiveness. You see, forgiveness can be described as a decision that we make to persevere. It means this. It means I will not think about this incident that has caused me this disruption in a relationship. I'm going to forgive that person. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the incident uh, against you or against the persons involved. I'm not going to talk to others about this incident and tell them, well, do you know what they did to me? No, I have forgiven them. I will not allow this incident, this situation to stand between us or hinder our personal relationship. Why? Because it's easy? No, it's not easy. Peacekeeping forces in the military, they're not put in uh, situations because it's a cakewalk and it's easy. No, they're put in hostile situations. To be a peacemaker and persevere in peace and be forgiving is one of the ways that we practically work this out. It's hard, but we are committed to the Prince of Peace, pursuing peace. We're going to persevere in peace. Remember what Jesus said in John 16, 33? He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? That you may have peace. Now look at what he says. In this world you will have trouble. Boy, that is so true, isn't it? You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus says, look, it's not going to be easy. He said, in this world you're going to have trouble. And we see it all around us. But he said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's the Prince of Peace that we're pursuing, we're persevering in. You know, I was thinking about the difference between uh, a thermometer and a thermostat. A thermometer, uh, that just adjusts to the level of the temperature in the room. And there's people like that. They, they're not change agents. They just kind of adjust to the temperature attitudes of people that are around them. They're, they're thermometers. But a thermostat does what? It adjusts the level of whether a situation in a room is going to be hot or cold. Uh, we can either cool things down or we can crank up the heat. Be a thermostat. Set the temperature by your attitude and your disposition to be a peacemaker. A funny story that I thought of uh, as I was preparing this 
is a story of former President Jimmy Carter. Uh, you know, Jimmy Carter was not elected, uh, re-elected uh, in 1980. Ronald Reagan beat him in the election. And as they moved, he and his wife Rosalind moved back to Plains, Georgia, returned back to uh, their lifestyle there in Georgia. Somebody had given them uh, uh, kind of his and hers electric blankets. They could put them on each side, and they had individual controls. So if he wanted it more, uh, if he wanted to turn it down or she wanted to turn it up, they can control that. Well, here's the funny thing. They went for weeks arguing about one of them saying they were too hot and the other saying they were too cold. You know what the problem was? They had their dials that they were turning, but they had the wires crossed. Yeah. So as he was turning it down, he was turning Rosalind's electric blanket down. And what was she doing? She was turning it up, making his hotter. Well, that's what we do in relationships, isn't it? We, we've got our wires crossed. There's no harmony. And we are just, uh, we're doing that to one another, antagonizing each other, cranking it up, cranking it down, instead of saying we are going to be committed to Christ as Christians. We are going to be committed to reconciliation in this situation, in this relationship. Can you think, maybe the Holy Spirit right now is putting a situation, putting somebody on your mind or heart that you need, yeah, you, because it depends on you, to pursue peace. Remember that scripture, as much as it depends upon you, if possible, pursue peace, make peace, be a peacemaker. There may be somebody or a situation that the ball is in your court. You need to make that phone call. You need to write that note. You need to make amends. You need, as it depends upon you, persevere. It's not easy, but persevere in peace. And there's a last principle, um, and that is number four, and that is the promise of peace. You know, we live in a very broken world, and we think that we live in unique times, and it is very stressful times of things that are going on in our country and in our world, but the world has been spinning out of control for quite a long time when it decided to break relationship between ourselves and our Creator. But the good news of the gospel, the good news of the Word of God is that there is the promise of future peace. There is a promise that this is not all there is, that there is a future of peace. Scripture talks a lot about that. And so the truth that we must never forget, as bad as things are right now, and maybe they'll get worse, probably will. The Bible tells us they will. That we, ne- we must not forget that as much as we want to bring peace and we are to be peacemakers, there is coming a day in which the only remaining true lasting peace is in the future when Jesus Christ, as he said, that he will return. And he will return back as the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and he will, upon this earth, rule and reign as the King of peace, as the Prince of peace. One of these days, he is coming, and one of these days, the Bible says, the sky will break open, and every eye will see, and every ear will hear, and he will reign upon this planet, and only then will there be real peace. Only then will there be true social justice. Only then will there be harmony. Only then, when Jesus Christ, who has promised peace, will rule and to reign. And you know, there's an Old Testament scripture. We talked about Isaiah. In fact, it's that same verse in Isaiah in verse uh, chapter 9, verses 6 and 
7. Remember when it spoke about this Messiah who was to be born and was to come? It was not only speaking about his birth, but it was speaking about his attributes, but it was also telling us about his reign. It says the government was going to be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But look at this in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. When Jesus Christ returns and sets his feet on the Mount of Olives and sets his rule upon this earth, it will be a peaceful reign that there will be no end. That's a day that we can take hope in. So don't get discouraged. Don't get downcast. Uh, Know the Prince of Peace. Pursue peace. Be an advocate of peace. The best way to, one of the ways, best ways really ultimately is to tell people about Christ Tell them the good news of him making peace. Persevere in peace and your situations, even the difficult ones, but have hope that there is a future day of a promise of peace. And you know what? Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know the ultimate peacemaker? As I said earlier, you don't have to join Grace Church or any church. You don't have to do anything other than just receive the free gift. That's right. You just receive the free gift and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life Make peace. God, I want the peace of Jesus to come into my life. Maybe that's the first time you've asked him, or maybe it's a time of renewing, saying, you know what, I've I've tried to self-manage my circumstances in life, and I need to begin 2021 knowing and a renewed sense of the peace of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, I pray for all those who've watched and listened today, and I pray that they would be encouraged today. Father, if there's any of those who are watching this on this Sunday or any other day, whatever time it is, that do not know the Prince of Peace, that Jesus Christ is the Lord of their life. He is the ruler and reigner who who can bring the peace with God that they so desperately need. The reason moms and dads and families are in disharmony is because they are out of harmony with the one who made them and the one who who has saved them. God, I just pray today that anyone who's watching today will be encouraged to ask Jesus Christ or that in that day that when you return, God, we will be those who watch and are ready to receive the Prince of Peace coming back as he promised. And we thank you, God, for this word of encouragement today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for watching. We're glad when The auditorium is filled up again with people. But in the meantime, if there's somebody that maybe you can call, make contact with in the church, we're only doing this, Lord willing, for a few weeks. We'll be back on, Lord willing, on Sunday, January 31st at 10 a.m. And I pray that we'll all be together then. And uh, trust that you have a wonderful Lord's Day. God bless you. And uh, thanks for watching. And we'll see you soon.